This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. And we're joined right now by Mark Matthews, Executive Director of Research for the National Retail Federation. Mark, welcome. Great to have you with us. Great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. What are you seeing in general now with retail, kind of the state of the industry at the moment? Because it's obviously an interesting time right now with uh, the impact of inflation, yet we're going into the fall. We've seen a lot of spending in the summer. we got the holidays coming up. What's the read you're getting right now? Yeah, so what we're really seeing is sort of a return to normal, what we saw before the pandemic. So during the pandemic, we saw tremendous growth in the retail industry. We saw huge, uh, huge growth in 2020, uh, 2021, 2022. Uh, and now we're returning to more sort of what we consider to be normal growth. You know, pre-pandemic, the, the 10 years uh, leading up to the pandemic, we had growth of about 3.6%. Uh, we're gonna probably going to see something just a little bit above that uh, for, for this year. So not just consumer behavior returning to normal, but, you know, the spend levels are returning to normal because, frankly, consumers were spending more on retail than, uh, than they had in a long time. And that was just unsustainable. I guess the question, the interesting question is, you know, whether or not you would see the spending levels dip even a little bit lower because of the impact of inflation. Yeah. So uh, actually, you know, what we've seen is the opposite. Uh, So last year, uh, inflation essentially turbocharged retail sales growth. Uh, We saw very strong sales growth driven by higher prices. Now we're actually seeing inflation almost act as a drag because we're seeing inflation for goods decrease. Uh, We're actually seeing disinflation in goods. So much of the inflation is actually moving over into the services space. Over the past few months, a number of goods categories have actually reduced in price. And that's acting as uh, a little bit of a weight in terms of the the total amount of, of sale volume we're seeing out there. And, and the issues with supply chain that we were dealing with during the pandemic, they've pretty much uh, gone away at this point? They have pretty much gone away at this point. Uh, we've returned to uh, basically normal levels of, uh, of, of in- inventory. And as a result of that, you know, what we're beginning to see that we didn't see a lot during the pandemic is a return to uh, discounting, you know, promotional behavior during the pandemic because shells were so bare there wasn't any reason to uh, to put on big sales, but we're, we've seen the return of that. And we're expecting to have a very promotional holiday period, uh, which actually acts as, uh, you know, a, another sort of uh, negative impact on, on pricing, right? And, and sales growth, because things are being sold at, at a slightly lower cost. And the e-commerce still carrying a, a decent amount of the weight right now? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people were predicting, you know, e-commerce to go from strength to strength during the pandemic. And we saw a huge, huge bump up in the early years. Uh, Again, just like everything else, we've seen a return to normal. So normal uh, trends in terms of growth. Uh, The areas that we're really seeing a lot of growth in is uh, what we call, you know, blended commerce. Uh, So buy online, pick up in store or, you know, people who are, uh, you know, doing curbside pickup all those different forms of uh, of retail that uh, really are, are most convenient for uh, for consumers at any given time. So can we start to maybe push away the narrative that was out there that e-commerce is just going to take over and bricks and mortar is going to go away? Because it seems like that we are starting to return to normalcy uh, a good bit in terms of people wanting to get out and be in the stores. 
yeah, I've been fighting that notion for, for a long, long time because it just isn't in the data, right? You know, people are saying that, you know, the, the stores are, are going to go away. There's a retail apocalypse. Uh, nothing could be farther from the truth. We now have more stores than we ever have had. So consumers, you know, it's important to understand that e-commerce serves an important role in the overall purchasing process, but there are some things that consumers like to touch and feel. There are certain circumstances where you prefer to buy in the store as opposed to online. That doesn't mean that e-commerce isn't going to continue to grow, but there's a continued importance for shopping in store because it's not just a transactional behavior for some people it's uh it's entertainment it's something that you do with your family it's something that you do around the holidays or it's just more convenient at certain times so i think what we're going to see is the continued growth of consumer power in terms of the consumer being able to shop when and however they want and part of that is shopping in store and so part of that also leads to uh the retailers uh, some companies uh, thinking about whether or not they need to have bigger stores or they expand the footprint in some of their locations that they already have. Yeah, you know, we've seen uh, a lot of retailers try lots of different things. Uh, you know, for a while we're seeing, uh, you know, a lot of retailers opening smaller format uh, city uh, stores. Yeah. Uh, with the pandemic uh, and, you know, mobility not being where it used to be, uh, you know, you don't have as many people returning to the office as, uh, as we might have thought. Uh, you know, the rationale for some of that strategy may have gone out the window. So I think we're, we're in a period right now where, you know, retailers are continuing to innovate, to, to try new things to, uh, you know, make sure that they're serving the consumer in, in, in you know, as efficient and uh, effective a way as possible. So off of that, I guess there is still a little bit of a question to be figured out, and that may, it might be over the next year, year and a half, is just how much we are going to see uh, people back in the office and what kind of impact that will have on retailers in cities. I think maybe we don't fully know where that's going to go right now because I mean, I went into Philadelphia, into the office uh, the other day, and it was a packed train. I mean, this was pre-pandemic levels that I saw. So I think it's it, there's there's still a little bit of figuring out to, to go on here as well. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And interestingly enough, uh, I, I was just in, uh, in Europe over the summer and in, in London, and uh, actually many European cities are seeing much higher return to uh, to office than we are here in the States. Uh, you know, that may be because, uh, you know, office workers there are are potentially located, uh, you know, closer to the office. You know, cities are, you know, can can be a little bit more compact over there. Uh, and it's an easier thing to, to, to get in the office. Uh, you know, and we, we see some disparity here in the U.S. as well. You know, some cities are, are seeing much fewer returns to the office than others. Uh, you know, I think you're you're exactly right. It's it's a little bit up in the air, and everyone's got to figure that out. What that what that means, right? You know, uh, how many stores can you have in in downtown areas if you don't have you know 100 of workers return to office settings? What then is on the radar? Do you think the most right now for retailers at the moment going into this holiday season, but also with the understanding that. Uh, with the economy the way it is, there's still the thought of, of potential recession. Yeah, I, I think that the challenge for retailers right now is to figure that out, right? You know, it's a really, really complicated picture right now. We don't know exactly what the Fed is going to do. We don't know whether we're going to get that soft landing. It's looking more and more likely, but, you know, it's still, uh, still probably about 50-50. So, uh, you know, trying to figure out 
where the economy is going and also what the consumer is doing. We're seeing consumer behavior changing. We're seeing consumers spend a little bit less on disposable goods or or non-essential goods and spend more on non-essential services. I, I don't know if you've been to an airport recently, but, uh, you know, people are starting to travel again. Uh, you know, we're mm -hmm. seeing, uh, you know, airport traffic increase to pre-pandemic levels. Uh, so we're seeing money shift around. Uh, you know, we still see the consumer with the ability to continue continue to spend at uh, at relatively robust levels, but that doesn't mean that they're going to spend in exactly the same way that they have been over the past few years. And, and so the the focus on on big data, the relationship with the consumer, and I guess to a degree with some of these companies, AI uh, is all going to be on their radar over the next few years. Absolutely. Uh, major, major focus uh, to, to figure out what the consumer is doing, because you know, more than ever now, uh, and I've mentioned this before, consu the consumer is king, right? The consumer is the, the person that all retailers are, are trying to satisfy. And whereas before loyalty meant that you would go to the same retailer over and over again or buy the same product over and over, nowadays loyalty means that I'll check with you first. But if you can't fulfill in the way that I need you to, then I'm going to move on to someone else because it is so easy to buy anything we want, anytime we want. So really being able to cater that consumer, knowing what that consumer is up to, know, knowing what that consumer is doing uh, and knowing what that consumer wants is, is super, super important in this highly competitive environment. So I'll finish up with this. What are you most watchful of in terms of the retail sector right now? That's a great question. You know, we are keeping a, a very close eye on consumer finances. Uh, there are some, you know, potential uh, worries on the horizon, you know, maybe a potential for, for a government shutdown. Uh, as I mentioned to you, you know, the, the Fed remains a big risk in terms of raising interest rates. Uh, you know, the, the, the fact that uh, we haven't quite beaten inflation and, you know, it, it's it's been pushed down to a relatively low level, but it's not where the Fed wants it to be. And there is potential for it to begin to pick up again. Uh, you know, we see some softening in the labor market, but at the same time, you know, the labor market remains robust enough that wages are rising faster than inflation now. So it, it's almost like a jigsaw and trying to understand the impact of all these disparate events and, and what that means for the consumer as they move forward. You know, are they going to have the financial firepower to continue to drive the U.S. economy or are we going to get to the point where they're going to have to begin to pull back? Mark, great to have you with us. Thanks very much for uh, all the insight. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Mark Matthews, Executive Director of Research for the National Retail Federation. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.